I need to get my notes. You do? How can you podcast without notes? I told you I was ready. I was ready. This is now my show, Boy Meets World Fever, which is already the title, but I'm just emphasizing the singularity of the boy. Hello, I'm your host, Chance. I will have no fun, and I will just recap things. This is now the show, Boy Meets World Fever, where we talk about pandemics. Oh, no. We did put fever in our title. It was a bad time. Miscalculation. We came up with it right before the pandemic. It wasn't really a thing yet. As you guys know, because in, like, episode three, I was like, no, students, you don't have COVID. Stop talking about it. Nobody has it, and now everybody has it. Now all your students have COVID. No, fortunately, I don't think any of them have. What about your students from last year? I don't know about them. You you threw them to the wind? Mm-hmm. Thought about moving up to sixth grade with them, but I don't think you didn't you, pull a Mr. Feeney. I don't think you really thought that. No, I really didn't at all. You hated your students last year. That's not true. Okay, you were challenged by your we students had, last year. <laughs> we had a turbulent relationship. They were very special and challenging group the way that eating something with an interesting texture or flavor is challenging not bad it's challenging i feel like they made you cry a lot only once (laughs) to my principal it was a thing i think just the once yeah i think just once okay okay this has been cry watch (laughs) chance and cameron i did cry this week not because of my students though but i was driving to work listening to hades town like you do i was just kind of at the Keep ending part and it was just just so it made me very 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 is that what orpheus turns around and sees your no it was before that actually oh it's as they were beginning to go and all the people are like you're showing us the way you're showing us how the world could be and just being like need to see how the world could be it could be better and he's showing us how it could be better i mean then he fails at the end but yeah he tried he did try he did try do you cry when you listen to michael jackson's man in the mirror no you don't you, you don't... I think it was a combination of a lot of things in that moment. Okay. It's not just, like, general, like... Not just general, like, weepiness. Making the world change. You're not... You just don't, like, tear up at thinking about making the no, world change. No, I better. think just in that one moment, combined with a lot of other factors. Mm-hmm. Was one of them how much you missed me? Mm-hmm. I figured. That was the big one. You were like, I want to try to see chance. Mm-hmm. And here I am. It's Mission true. accomplished. Brought to you by The Rib Shack, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. I was fully expecting you just then to say your name was Cameron by mistake. Why? <laughs> just like, just I felt it in my heart that you were about to say, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. You could have been Chance for the day. I guess. It wouldn't be too bad. You could have been the contentious one. Mm. I'm ready to just fight everybody today. No, we've put that behind us. It's the season of giving and loving. That's not true. It's the season <laughs> of not fighting people but from us. But we fought so many good people recently. We did, and I think we've done our part. I'm sad. I'm going to go pout. Okay, pouty. I want to 
I want to I want to stick it to the man. Okay, I mean that's fair. I don't know who the man is, but I'll punch him in the nuts. Okay, <laughs> that was all right. There you have it. So if you read any um, newspaper articles, I guess at this point in like two week two weeks ago from where you're listening, if you read an article about some person who punched some authority person in the nuts, you know that that was chance. That's true. And went to jail forever. I don't think that's the the punishment for that crime. I I don't know what the punishment would be. I, I mean, if it's the right person, everyone would cheer. <laughs> Remember when the one guy punched the Nazi and the whole internet was like, yeah, punch Nazis. I guess that's true. I do like the thought of that. You do like the, the thought of just like finding a Nazi and giving him a good well, punch I, just, the I don't know how I feel about punching people in general. But if anyone was going to get punched... Nazis. Nazis are okay. Jake Paul? Would you punch Jake Paul? I feel like we talk about him too much. But he's about to fight Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's going to get destroyed. I, I'm, I'm assuming. We've talked about him one other time. That was too much. I mean, it was. One time is too many times, and this is two times. It's true. That's too many times. But I'm T-W-O-O-O-O. But I want to know if you times. just like could take a nut shot at him, would you? No. Really? Wow. I talk with my students, particularly my boy students, because the girl students don't do this. How as men, there's a unspoken code that we don't do that to each other and i say this to get them to stop punching each other in the nuts oh there i'm just like guys i'm going to initiate you here we don't do that to each other we just have a vow not to do that we don't punch each other in the nuts because it's super annoying i mean it is men should not punch each other in the nuts and women should not punch men in the nuts and women should not punch women and men should not punch women. No yeah. one should punch anybody. Don't listen to Chance and all this talk about punching. I just want to punch Nazis. Play Call of Duty. No, they don't even do that anymore. Yeah. You punch Russians. I don't... Russians are nice people. I have friends who are Russian. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, Call of Duty. Can't even do that anymore. Today, I wanted to pick a fight with Nazis. And today is the day I can't pick a fight. Why did you... We're just going to get started. Because I don't even know what to do with this nonsense right now. That's fair. Our most contentious season yet. And I'm trying to turn a corner... And say, no, we need to put this to rest. And be kind. My co-host over here is talking about punching people all the time. Are Nazis okay, not people. people. Nazis. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to get into it. <laughs> I just waved my hands back and forth a whole lot. I'll probably cut that part out so you can't actually... There's not a long silence, but I waved my hand about five times. Just like trying to think what I was going to say. It's true. It's true. He was sorting through thoughts. Anyway, we're going to get started now. I've decided. I've declared right. it. I've got to find a way to off-rail us real fast, but keep going. It'll come. Don't worry. You don't have to force it. It's going to happen. Episode 306, This Little Piggy. It's true. I put 106 for some reason. I don't know. You're just a wild and crazy guy. So I guess I've got the synop. Yes, you do. Um, so two storylines this week. Um, the one Disney Plus decided is the one worth the description is Eric bribes Feeney to get into his first choice college, which is fair. Eric is trying to get into Yale, and so he tries to bribe Feeney with tickets to the opera in order to have Feeney get him into Yale, more or less. Um, Hilarity ensues. Not really. Well, sort of. Um, On the other side, what the episode's actually named after, Sean finds a little piglet and decides to raise it as his own. Topanga doesn't feel good about it, and Corey's kind of stuck in the middle. One of our first episodes, or I feel like this is what's happening, where Topanga thinks one thing, Sean thinks another, and Corey's trying to navigate how do I deal with my best friend and my girlfriend thinking different things. That's fair. And then Richard Karn shows up, and it's an awesome time. Richard Karn, that's his name. Love that guy. Doesn't, is he passed? Nope, he, nope, he's, I was looking it up today. Okay. There was a rumor that came out this year 
2020 saying that he had died. And he then came and said, no, I'm very much alive. Okay. I thought I thought I had heard about something in the news. I was wondering if he like came out as a big MAGA f- f- fanboy or something. No, he hasn't. I was even looking him up today. Okay. Anything. He hangs out with Tim Allen a lot. So. Well, I mean, but they were on that show. They were on that show. They have a new show coming out. I think on history about something history. I'm assuming or pawn shops. About pawn shops. Isn't that what History Channel all is? Is aliens and pawn shops? I'm unaware. I think Pawn Stars was on history. I think the last time I watched the History Channel was when you and I used to work out and watch Ancient Aliens together. Those were good times. Those were good times. When we worked out. Yeah. Wasn't Boy Meets World on some too? I feel like Boy Meets World would be on the TV occasionally. I don't know. But I feel like the thing I remember most was that Ancient Aliens would come on. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember like, not how it's made. There's another show kind of like how it's made. How it's created? Modern Marvels. Oh, I forgot about that yeah. show. I was talking about. I remember, just remember one where they were talking about trains. Ooh, ooh. See, I told you. I told you you didn't have to try. <laughs> Here we are <laughs> talking about History Channel and trains and how we used to work out. And together. How we used to work out together and. um yeah, I think that's just the magic of what we do here. That is the you know, magic of Nothing's what really off limits. <laughs> no. There are some things that are off limits. <laughs> We're not going to talk about some things. We don't need to get it, make a list. I think are we, we going know. to talk about butts? Maybe. <laughs> okay, that's not off the list. Okay, there's not a, a physical list. A no-no list. But I think we both know what's a no-no. Apparently it's not butts. Not butts. Butts are fine. Okay. Um. Anyway getting started yeah sean enters the scene and he's like cory cory come quick i have something to show you you remember how i used to have that goldfish and cory goes the turtle and sean's like yeah that one (laughs) i okay (laughs) yeah i'm just okay whatever well he says here it is and he brings in a pig he brings in a pig and he's like it's a pig and cory goes you know what it is a pig pig. he's like i'd hate to have to flush this one down the toilet (laughs) yep (laughs) You know something? It is a pig. The audience kind of, ooh, ooh, because pigs are kind of cute when they're like this. Yeah, when they're like this. Uh-huh. Um, um, Sean already has a pig doggy door installed in his locker, mm-hmm. you can see. Um, so he was ready for it. He, I, I wouldn't put it past Sean to like hang out with Janitor Bud and have like that connection. Yeah. You know, Janitor Bud probably lives in the trailer park where Sean lives. So they have a connection. I have nothing to base this off of. Nothing. But in head head canon, which in this show is official canon, Janitor Bud, official. I talked with Michael Jacobs. We're good. What about, I forgot her name, April Kelly? Well, she she's not named here yet. Oh, okay. On the show. It's just Michael Jacobs at this point, I think. Um, I talked with him, though. I squared it away. Okay. Um, Janitor Bud lives in the trailer park, and he's probably known Sean a really long time. So it's like no big deal for him, you know? Okay. Okay. This is, this is going a little wild with our premise, but I, I'm, I'm here for it. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to ex- understand how he already has one of these. Like, day one, minute one, mm-hmm. having a pig. He has a pig door installed in his locker. Um, it's an impressive pig door. Yeah, and so Corey's like, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. You're upset that I'm spending so much time with Topanga, so you're showing me it can just be replaced with a pig. Um, and then Sean's like, no, this has nothing to do with you. The bell rings, and he says, come on, little Corey. Time to get to class. It was the first name that came to his mind. Yeah, that's just sweet. It's just how it goes. So there's our setup. 
We have a pig. We have a pig. Well, no, our setup isn't here yet. Oh, I guess that's true. Because Topanga shows up. Oh, that's right. And is like, aw, look at the little guy. Like, what's his name? And he and he goes, little Cory. I can see that. Yeah. Topanga <laughs> looks between Cory and little Cory and is like, yeah, I can see that. And she goes, well, we have to find a good home for little Cory. And Sean's like, uh. No, yeah, no. Has a good home. Mm-hmm. He lives with me. He lives with me. And she's like, no, a place where he can run around. He can Which run I'm just like, pigs are so well known for their love of running around. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think of pigs, I just think of them roaming far and wide, exploring the great outdoors. Mm-hmm. That's not true. No, they dig It's like the opposite. Yeah, and kind of lay around. Yeah, maybe when they're this little, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, again... My mysterious farmer passed. When I was younger, you know, I mentioned before that we had show pigs, right? I guess you did. Do you remember? But we would have to go every day and, like, walk them and, like, give them some exercise. Not, well, because they were typically pinned in more. And so you would go and walk them around. And that was also to just help with the musculature and whatnot. Because when you show them, you want to... You want them to be looking good, you know, and if they're just laying around all the time. They're this not. is one of the most alien worlds I've ever even considered. <laughs> it's everything pretty you, nuts. Everything you just said was like, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes I wonder how it happened to. You want the kid, the pigs to develop good musculature? Okay, sure. I mean, would you want to be standing in a ring looking at a bunch of ugly pigs? Who determines what a good pig is? The the judge, I suppose. Okay. Um, it's a whole thing. I had I mostly raised Duroc pigs, which is a specific breed that are red instead of pink. They're like a ruddy, reddish brown color with floppy ears. Aw, they sound cute. They are. Isn't greasing up a pig and like catching it a thing? Uh huh. I never did that. Is it? Oh, okay. It's usually smaller. It's more a little Cory size. Okay. You didn't raise them from little Cory size? Um, I did. In my mind, for like your job, you like delivered the pig? No, never did that. And like nurtured it? No, they're usually pretty young when I got them and then I'd raise them to like big size. And then you ate and them? And then we would sell them or eat them. It's a circle of life. Okay. Didn't really bother me too much. I, w- I would imagine. My first that. pig actually it did. We sold it so because I was like, we can't eat this one. What was its name? Black Beauty. <laughs> she was a Poland China. Oh, a, a what? Poland China. We're just gonna. This is our annual weekly trip to Google. You don't really have to. I don't. Domestic pig breed images. Beautiful. Look at him. It's a black pig, all right. Mm-hmm. Little white bear under his jowls. White feet. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a beauty right there. It's got good developed musculature. Uh-huh. That's what you're looking for. That long flank. I, I don't know. I never did the judging part. So, yeah. Pigs. Okay. Love them. <laughs> Any way you slice it, it's still a pig. I do love ham and bacon and pork shoulder and just pork chops. Mm-hmm. What was the... Our friend once at Homecoming at OSU made... He smoked something, right? Clifton? Clifton, yeah. It was a pork butt. Oh, he, yes. He Which smoked. is a shoulder. Oh. It's a misnomer. Because the pork butt is actually the ham. Oh. That's where ham comes from. And the shoulder is what they call a pork butt. I have no idea why. Where's the bacon? I think it's right here. Oh, the belly? I'm... Yes. Pork belly, because pork belly and bacon... Are very similar. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Like it's the same thing, but I think bacon's a little thinner. And maybe cured differently. Probably cured differently. I would think. I know nothing. I'm just saying words. You really are. 
They're just words coming. Anyway, this has been Animal Corner, Animal Crossing with Chance and Cameron. Animal Crossing, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you've learned a lot. You laughed a little bit. And maybe your heart's just full of a little bit more love for this wonderful world we live in. From all of us here at Animal Crossing, Boy Meets World. So long, pig. Let's continue. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, Cameron has now cracked himself up. <laughs> We're leaving all of this in. Oh, boy. Uh, Cameron, I love this episode, and that is not a joke. Cameron really missed his calling as a newscaster. Um, yeah, so... Uh, well, let's cover the pig story, then the Eric story, just because we're here. Just because we're here. Um, so then that sets up the conflict. I mean, we haven't even gotten to where Eric's story starts yet, so right, we're not missing anything. Um, yeah, but that sets up the conflict of Sean versus Topanga. Uh-huh. They have differing views here. We cut to the next scene, and it's a little later in the day. And they're there with little Corey, and little Corey has an outfit on. Yeah, an outfit on, and everyone has a like backpack on. Watching him. It's very adorable. Yeah, all the girls are like watching little Corey, and Sean's like kind of eating it up. And <clears throat> and then they're like, oh no, here comes Feeny. Like the fun's over. And the pig instantly runs to the locker and goes in the little pig door. Mm-hmm. To which Corey says, "Did you train him to do that?" And he, he goes, "No, he just he just knows. He just knows." <laughs> and Feeney approaches them, like, "Hey, Mister Feeney, no farm animals here." <laughs> Feeney's like, "Yes, well, the day is young. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's keep it that way." And that's it. Like, yeah, that's when Feeney goes and talks to Eric. Yeah, that's when Feeney goes and talks to Eric. We'll come back to this. Mm-hmm. It's also delightful. But it, they're really not super connected. They're not connected at all. There's one moment where there's like a brief passing in the house. But like barely. Yeah. But again, I don't feel like like a couple episodes ago, I don't feel like they necessarily have to be connected. Well, I'm much more forgiving in this episode of them not being connected or being thematic. Because it's just there's like, like four, like almost like a shotgun blast of different Yeah. Things and it's like, why am I seeing all of this go on? Like, if I'm just saying, seeing the life of these people go, I'm down with that. But when, like, you're clearly trying to have like a moral object lesson in each of your storylines, like a few ago, like Sean's and the lackeys, Joey and Frankie, mm-hmm. like when you're trying to have these moral object lessons, and I've got four of them, and I just don't know what to do it's with them. It's a bit to unpack, but this is just like. A day in the life of Sean and Corey and a day in the life of Eric and Feeney. I'm down with that. I have no problem. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, where were we? So we're just going to skip ahead. They are at... Turner's apartment. Turner's apartment. Turner is just asleep. Apparently having dreams of Cat. Yeah, he's still hung up on Cat apparently. And he's like, oh, Catherine. Catherine, you wild woman. And it's little Corey on top of him just... Going to town on his face. And then he wakes up and he's like, ah, ah. Yeah, and he says, Sean, I thought we had a deal. He can't kiss me anymore. <laughs> so apparently this has happened before. Yes. Um, which is just funny to think about. And Yeah, that this is a regular problem. Yeah, and so T- Turner's just basically saying, I agreed you could keep the pig, but I don't want anything to do with it. Little Cory. Yes, little Cory. <laughs> um, but I don't want anything to do with it. And so he starts to walk off and Sean's like, pig hater. And Turner's like, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> and then who should arrive but... Cornelius Matthews. Nobody knows that. I know no one knows that. Just, you blew it. I blew it. You blew it wide open. Um, and 
he has a gift for little Corey. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got him a gift for his birthday. He's like, well, we don't know when his birthday. Oh, heck, his birthday's today. It's definitely not. There's no way this pig is one. I don't, I this don't... is a little tiny guy. So he's... I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd say a few months. Just a few months? Wow. Maybe more. I don't, I don't know how pigs work. They start as little ones and they get bigger. Oh, is that how it goes? Mm-hmm. I would have thought the opposite. Uh, yeah, that's a trap a lot of people fall into. But what is a teacup pig? I think they're especially bred to be to like, be incredibly small and fit in a teacup, but they don't go bigger. But do they get as big as little Cory? Is this like they're they're? Max? I think they stay pretty small. Oh wow, smaller than little Cory. It's probably like a crime against nature. People love teacup pigs. Mm-hmm. And people do a lot of sick things. Some people like Jake Paul. You brought up. I the, did. You brought up a Paul. So I'm just saying we can't all be trusted. So here is Cameron's contentious opinion. <clears throat> teacup pigs. Not okay. They're great. The fact that people have engineered them. Not so great. Mm, That's fair. That's all. Moving on. Um, But Corey gives um, little Corey a squirrel bank. Why a squirrel bank? Why not a piggy bank? He just didn't think that he should really focus on something where you shove metal in the back of a pig. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. And uh, Sean is doing a great job taking care of him. Yeah. Feeding him a bottle. Mm -hmm. It's very cute. Uh, and Corey's like, wow, you're doing a great job, like, taking care of him. And he's like, well, it's all in my new book here. What to expect when you're raising a pig. <laughs> Corey takes it and flips to a page. And he's like, when to tell your pig about bacon. Shh, shh. Little ears. <laughs> Little ears. Um, and so they're going to go out later. And Corey's just basically saying, Topanga's... I don't know if Topanga would want to eat dinner with you because she still is, like, upset about this. Um... And it kind of is furthering that conflict of just like, there's a problem here. And Corey, Corey is, like, you're really seeing how honestly torn he is by it. Because he's just, like, wanting to be supportive of his friend. But then also he wants to side with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a I, classic pig dilemma. I would actually push back on that a little bit. And this is something I intended to talk about later. I don't think Corey gives a crap. I mean, that's probably the most true. I think Corey's like, man, I don't want either of these people mad at me over this thing that I do not give a flip about. Yeah, I mean, I, that's probably true as well. Because even when little Corey first shows up and he's just like, oh, there's a pig. He's not like, oh, a pig, I love it. But he's still like, this is important to Sean. And so I want to support my friend, mm-hmm. even if I don't care. Yeah. And then when Topanga has the other problem. He's like, oh, even though I don't care, like, I need to support my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It's a classic, I don't care either way, but I'm still stuck in the middle situation. Yeah. So I kind of feel for Corey in this episode just because I'm like, man, I just get the sense. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he cares deeply one way or the other. And I feel like the episode is trying to paint the picture like he's actually on Sean's side, but he can't say no to Topanga or something like that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I'm just like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care either way. Yeah. I mean, how could you? He wants one of them to I mean, I think we know. I'm pro-pig. You uh, you are pro-pig. Pigs are wonderful. But not great for an apartment. I mean... I don't know if in this exact scenario I would be... I would consider myself truly pro-pig. Really? Yeah. I think... Give us your thoughts. I think Topanga is correct. Because even though pigs don't need a whole lot of space, they still need more than that apartment. And it's like an urban lifestyle. Like they're living does not really support raising an animal like a pig. Like a dog? Sure. A cat? Sure. But a pig is just a different sort of thing. 
Especially this is just a normal pig. He's going to get very, very big. Is there a diet you could feed it that it wouldn't get very, very big? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of pig it is. It seems just like a young, like, York Yorkshire pig. Yorkshire pig? Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it had floppy ears or pointy ears. I want to say they flopped. Mm, might be a Chester. A Chester pig. A pig for men named Chester. A pig for men named Chester. <laughs> Good callback. Good callback. Mm. <clears throat> I just like dispersing my pig knowledge on the world. What else am I going to do with it? <laughs> I'm very curious. No, I, I, don't, don't I don't think I'm going to do anything. This is it. This is what I trained for my whole life is for this pig episode. Um, so yeah, I really think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think Topanga is correct in her assertion that the pig doesn't need to live in an apartment. I think she's incorrect in the way she goes about handling it. Okay. As we will see. Okay. What I think is... I have no no thoughts on this. Even what the show is maybe trying to say. I'm actually much much more of a Corey in that. In that you don't care? I don't care. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) All right. So Sean is not represented here. (laughs) Um, I'm just like, um, keep the figure down. Yep. I do have one thing to say. As they were talking here, and he says, Lil Corey, will you give us a moment? And Lil Corey walks off. And then later, Turner comes down and says, he left a present on my pillow. Wasn't that a closet? It was. A few episodes ago, he says, who's going to tell him that he walked in a closet? Well, maybe if out. you go straight, it's a closet. But maybe if you, like, veer off, you get to Turner's bedroom. I just don't know what's behind that corner. There's not a lot of room there. Well, I'm just thinking. So we have the hall right here and the outside wall right here. It's like, it could be a closet. That's a good space for a closet. It seems like a weird space to be a bedroom. Hmm. It's true. It's true. Unless Mr. Turner likes to take naps in the closet. Well, he didn't necessarily have to mean the pillow on his bed. The pillow where he keeps his muscle toning equipment. Sure. Because he comes out in that tank top and he's looking pretty cut. Yeah, he's he's pretty ripped. More of a nine. He's more of a like a. There's not a lot of definition, but there's clearly mass there. Sure. He's not going to go into any bodybuilding competitions like that. No. But he's got a good. He's got a good. Overall definition. Probably if you go and take him and walk him a bit more, you can really get that good musculature. Uh-huh. <laughs> then you could show him. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Um, and then we cut to Chubbies. Chubbies. Well, we, yes, we cut stuff. to Eric. But... but then in Chubbies and Sean's there, there's some girls. He's yeah. like, and so I walk in with little Corey and uh, Chubby says, who's the pig? And the pig points to me. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then the girls, the girls are, gonna, are laughing and they're going to go get him some food. Yeah, they're going to go get him some food. Uh, two number threes and two Cokes. And then uh, little Corey honks. Oinks. And, yeah. Honks. Oh my goodness. Didn't realize I was doing this show with a pig dunce. I'm definitely a pig dunce. And uh, Sean goes, <laughs> make his a diet. Yeah. Okay. Just hilarious. Just classic pig jokes for you. <laughs> Just... <clears throat> Those classic pig jokes. And then Corey and Topanga walk in. Mm-hmm. Topanga's still... It's just, again, kind of continuing that conflict. Um, and Topanga brings up that good point of, like, what are you going to do when the pig's, like, 500 pounds and just sits on the couch? Sean never stopped loving Aunt Gloria. <laughs> Poor Aunt Gloria. <laughs> just uses a joke. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah, but Topanga, I feel like she's way overreacting. Like, come on, Corey, we're going to go eat somewhere else. Which, I have a question. Where else? Where else is there? Um, there is nowhere. I guess there's the rib shack. The, that has to be where they ate, right? That's the, the only other place. Oh my gosh. Is 
is Topanga enjoying being mean about this a little bit? Is she like, come on, Cory, let's go eat pig? It hasn't been established yet, but I feel like Topanga's a vegetarian. Well, no, it's definitely been established in the first season. So we assume that that continues. Yes. I don't know. I don't either. I just don't know. Well, I, that seems very petty for Topanga. I, there are two restaurants. Two. <laughs> Maybe she got the corn on the cob and some fried okra. A little bit of toast. Do you think they have fried okra in uh, That's true. Philadelphia? I remember when we lived in Massachusetts and I was like, I went to the store because it was like 4th of July and we were wanting to make some fried okra and they didn't have it like frozen, which is what we normally get here. And then I go to a person at, working at the store and I was like, do you guys have okra? And he's like, what? I didn't know what okra was. It's just like, here. are you kidding me? I didn't. I had no clue. They didn't have it. It was like a huge grocery store. Had everything in that you could ever want. Just not okra. You're the one surprised by this because I heard of okra when I started college. Mm, it's a crime. People in the north, you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Fried okra. I, I it, it was not a thing where I lived in Colorado or Montana. So yeah, they definitely didn't eat fried okra at this restaurant. No, no fried okra. I did. I, I was wondering if you knew the regionality of okra. Some or not. corn on the cob. Maybe some beans. They typically have meat in them. Maybe some corn off the cob. Just she, a corn meal. And corn and rolls. And corn bread. Mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And country gravy. I feel like that. Well, I guess it depends. Maybe some potato wedges. Yes. Um, anyway, so... Now that we have to find where they went to eat after they left in disgust. Because this is when the moment where Corey's caught in the middle. Where he makes his decision to side with Topanga. He does. Um, they, they leave. Yeah. It's very sad. Can we talk about how much I hate the fact that I hate Topanga? <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not right. It's not right. And this isn't like... I, I don't feel like now or later, like, stickler for rules Topanga is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like... Or before now. Yeah, it's never been before now. She's always been like, make your own way, do your own thing, be unconventional. Yeah, I guess, like, a defense that I could give is Topanga is very, like, strong-willed. And, like, knows typically what she wants and what the right thing to do is. And she's just like, well, of course this thing that I'm saying is what should happen. Yeah, I have no no doubt she would be convinced of her own rightness. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like this is a stand Topanga would make. And if anything, Topanga would be like, oh, one more pig not going to the slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I feel like we're making that transition from, like, hippie Topanga to, like, not hippie Topanga. That's basically the two modes. I mean, yeah, su- su- like, obsessed with success Topanga, mm-hmm. I think, is where we're where we're Incredibly heading. driven. But even then, she's not like a, I'm a stickler for rules or anything like that. She's still like, I don't know. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it should be Topanga that they're having this argument with, but that's the only way to put Corey in the middle of it. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to care if it's anybody else. Yeah. Like, who's it going to be, Eric? Absolutely. Eric doesn't care. Eric doesn't care. Eric cares less than Corey. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, just watching this, I'm like, man, I don't feel like this should be Topanga having this problem. Mm-hmm. If anything, maybe it should be Corey having this problem and Topanga caught in the middle. I don't know. But that doesn't really make a lot of sense either. Because um, she would just say, Corey, you're being an idiot. And he would say, you're right. Because you're Topanga and you're right. Yeah. But I've been waiting for Topanga to be a prominent member of an episode for so long. And this is what you get. She was just a bummer. I don't think she's a bummer. I think she learned a lesson. Well, she does learn a lesson. It's not all bad. She's redeemed in the end. But, yeah. It's just like everything we've seen up to, from Topanga up to this point 
just didn't prepare me for her to be in this light. I think she's kind of coming from maybe a privileged position, especially as it comes to light from Sean in a moment of why the pig is like so important to him. Sure. Um, where she's just like not understanding. She's just like, you just have a pig. Like that's all. It's very black and white. Um, which I feel like black and white can sort of define Topanga. I don't know if it can. The, the trans up to this point, but I think it's headed that way. Maybe. Um, and maybe. And so, she doesn't realize, like, the nuance here. Maybe her family, like, has a compound that has some pigs that only dig for truffles and then die of old age. And then, yeah. And she maybe. just knows. Maybe, like like you, she's just grown up with pigs and knows, like, hey, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, it's hard. It's not a good arrangement. Like, if it was maybe the Matthews house, where they have a backyard, but Mr. Feeney would turn you in. He would. Mr. Feeney would straight What up a Karen. Okay, sure. <laughs> um. Anyway... Then we get Corey in the living room. Or in the kitchen. It's in the kitchen and he's giving little Corey a bath. No, no, no. We're, you're skipping a scene. Oh, I'm skipping a scene. Corey's in the kitchen of his house trying to call Sean. Right. Because he left with Topanga. Yeah, because he left with Topanga. And he's explaining the situation to his parents. And He's like, Sean was at Chubby's with this pig. And his dad's like, hey, I raised you better than to talk like that. He's like, no, an actual pig. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Um, and then... You know, that he explains the situation, and Amy asks, like, well, who did you side with? And uh, Alan's just like, of course, he sided with Topanga. Yeah, he sided with his girlfriend. Any man would. And Amy hits him and is like, no, he could have told her how he felt. Mm-hmm. So you get a little parental advice. That's not really advice, because it's still just, like, be in the middle. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, you don't have to make a decision. Which is, I feel like you don't have to pick a side is an important lesson. It's not the one this episode lands on. No, it's not. But I feel like that lesson of just, like, you don't always have to pick a side. It's okay to not care either way, I guess. Like, that's not that's not a bad thing in life. Mm-hmm. There's not enough hours in a day to pick a side on everything. Yeah, and the whole if you're not with me, you're against me mentality is, like, pretty lame. I mean, a woke Corey would have been like, you two figure this out. Like, you're going to be my girlfriend. You're going to be my best friend. I'd like you guys to be friends, but uh, you two figure this out. I'm out. And then the episode's over. And then it just focuses on Eric, which I gotta say, in a bad way to go. In a bad way Disney to go. Disney Plus seemed to think that that is the only way to go. This is the only thing they mentioned. And the picture And the picture is... Eric and Feeney. Yeah. So, um, so the next day at school, Corey goes and talks to Sean. And Sean kind of explains a little bit more how he found the pig and it was abandoned by its owners. And he knows this because the manager at the trailer park had said that his owners just took off. So he's like, this pig has been abandoned. I've been abandoned. Quick timeline note. The pig was gnawing on Uncle Sal's peg leg. And Corey's like, oh, poor Uncle Sal. How's he getting around without his peg leg? No, Sal was there. So Sean does have family in this trailer park. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess we haven't seen them yet. Right. We will this season. Yes. But not yet. We'll actually see the trailer park, too. It's true. We will see the trailer park for the first, but not final time. How exciting. Um, where were we? Where were... I feel like skipping the Eric stuff is throwing me off. Why? It's just like, it towards the end especially, it's just like interstitial way they presented it with things kind of woven together. Just help break it up. Uh-huh. I, I feel like there are a very limited number of scenes of both, which I actually will give to this episode's credit. Like, every scene is a pretty long scene. Uh-huh. There's no, like, quick two-minute scene just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, there's no Eli asking Mr. Feeney to do a right. voiceover level of scene. Because there's, like... There's not really any throwaway stuff. There's, like, three Eric scenes and, like, five Corey and Sean scenes. And that's, like, the episode. Which, I mean, I, I like. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like it's a good pacing. Yeah. So, um, but, but then yes. we cut to they're at Sean's place. Mm-hmm. Corey's on Team Sean now, or at least Team. I want to be friends with Sean. But yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so Corey explains to Sean that he's sorry. Yeah, I think he's still trying to build bridges here. Yeah, but he's like got Sean to talk to him, and they're giving little Corey a bath. He said, well, I invited Topanga over because I think she needs to, like, see this and see how you're taking care of little Corey and all of these things. And then Sean's kind of upset. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to her. But the first thing she says, like, against what I'm doing is she's out of here. Mm-hmm. And she opens the door and she's like, hey, you should probably call the superintendent the lights out in your hallway. That's it. Get out. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So, of course, like, no dig there. And Sean's like, you're right. Sorry. I'm oversensitive. <laughs> So they're kind of talking, and Topanga immediately is on her points, and Sean's on his points. Um, and then they look back, and little Corey's gone. <gasps> Did he turn to broth? <laughs> he left him in the tub so long, he turned into broth. Um, but then it turns out Topanga left the door open when she came in. But, I mean, they were standing right by the door, so I'd say it's everybody's fault. It's everybody's fault. Um, Sean tries to blame Topanga, but it's everybody's fault. And, as a pig expert, how would a pig jump off that counter? Would that hurt? Probably. They're not really big jumpers. Well, I, I just feel like their legs are not meant Maybe for... Maybe there's a ramp that we didn't see off camera. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, pig um, ramp. Pig sure. ramp. He was up on the counter getting his bath, so... Probably just poor, poorly thought out by the... By the designers, they just don't have that expert pig knowledge that they needed to get it done. True. And maybe pigs can fall from great heights without breaking their legs. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Though, how a pig could jump off a counter and not How they could get the... Even to jump out of the bathtub would be a feat. So anyway... Rival to the cleaning out of the... um, Whatever the stalls are, the Hercules cleared all of them out. Oh, yeah. That labor. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's Whatever called. Whatever it was. Um, yes. So we have an acrobat pig. Mm-hmm. He um, runs out the door. Sean's like, I'm going to go look for him. Corey says, I'll wait by the phone in case he calls. Oh, don't think. Don't worry about it. I'll just stay here. Yeah. But then Turner comes in. He's like, I caught this guy running toward the rib palace. And Sean's just like, suicide. So we are to assume that this pig made it down all five flights of stairs since they are on the fifth floor and then started running towards the pig palace. No, no. The rib. Maybe he got in the elevator. Is there an elevator? If you, I don't know. But if you hopped in the elevator and a pig runs in, are you going to do anything? <laughs> no. No, you're going to be like Corey and say, this is not my problem. <laughs> this is not my problem. I'll hit by the phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in whatever reason there is for this pig running away. Yep. So he starts riding towards the pig ba- or the rib palace. That may have just been a joke that Turner was telling. Could be. <laughs> He's the type. He's the type. Um, but Sean goes suicide. Uh-huh. And then Topanga's like, "Now I feel justified in having called animal control." Um, I was gonna make a baby back ribs joke. Oh, go ahead. Well, that one's kind of just done. I was going to say, would a pig the size of little Cory end up being baby back ribs? But No, because those are different. It's like you have the ribs and there's the baby back ribs. I got one part of them. But it's what, you know, it's what It's a baby pig. I know. That's why it's a joke. It's, it was good. <laughs> he didn't like I'm my sorry. joke. I hold my baby back, baby back, baby back. I hold my baby back, baby back, baby back. I hold my baby back, baby back, baby back. I hold my baby back, baby back, baby back. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. Chili baby back ribs. I could go for some right now, actually. You had a smoothie for dinner. Yes, and some eggs. And some eggs that you made afterwards. Yes. 
You know, like you do. Um. Yes. Yeah, so they Topanga's like, I made the right call. I called animal control, and then they they're like, we gotta go hide this pig. Mm-hmm. And so they do. And where else would they go? But the Matthews. But the Matthews house because that's the only other set they have. Yeah. It's played in the episode as a really big moment when they're like, we got some pig hide to do, and Topanga's like Corey, and uh, Corey's like Topanga. That wasn't right, and like walks out. I guess it kind of is a big moment. I don't know. It is It is too far. Yeah. Topanga um, went too far. She did it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she has a talk with Turner, which we should probably address the fact that a 14-year-old student is in... A teacher's apartment alone. <laughs> yeah, a teacher's apartment alone. Um, not, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. If you're out there and you're a teacher and or one of a student... Don't do that. Don't do that. Now, I feel like the circumstances leading to this moment are not unseemly. Mm-hmm. Like, she would have left right then. And her boyfriend's best friend lives in that house. It's true. I'm not saying it's crazy, but... But. And she did just call animal control on her boyfriend's best friend's pig. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they couldn't. They wouldn't be like, come on, Topanga, you need to come with us. Because we're not going to leave you here by yourself with the teacher yes. at his house. Because that would be unseemly. And then we'll be mad at you later. They're I like, am not no. fully bringing up that this shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Don't, just watch it. Don't go to your teacher's houses unless their children are your friends. My students, if you're listening, don't come to my house. <laughs> um, and if you are an opposite gender, especially, not that... Yeah. I mean, there are... You don't just, want people talking. Is It's unseemly. Um, But they go to the Matthews house. Mm-hmm. Well... Turner explains to Topanga real quick. That's true. Why why he had, lets him have the pig. And he's like, we've had the kind of life Sean has. Sometimes you just, maybe Sean needs the pig more than the pig needs Sean. <laughs> Sean needs I felt with every pig I had. That, you that I needed it more than it needed me, man. How did they taste? Good, actually. <laughs> yeah, no complaints. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would raise a pig and eat it again. Uh, what... what Cameron means is he needed for Food. sustenance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, something to do. Some people some people play video games. Some people what you knit. Know. Some people do puzzles. Some people raise pigs. Okay. It's just a hobby. <laughs> a hobby people have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Turner's basically saying that Sean needs some permanence in his life. He needs something to take care of. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get this. Ever since I was probably 20-ish, I was like, someday I want to foster older teenagers because I was a, I was an abandoned older teenager and know that people don't care about you. So I, I get yeah, the I, urge. I see the connection. It's there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then they go to the Matthews. Sorry. Yes, and so they're there, and Sean's like, isn't it obvious that we're hiding it here at your house? He's like, no. If we were hiding it at old McDonald's house, that would be obvious. Yeah. Which I suppose is true. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And only going here and only going there. Am I right? Are you right? right. Everywhere you're right, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, and like Cameron said, it's the only other set they had. It was either hide it here or at the school. And Chubby's. Oh, yeah. Hide it at Chubby's. Oh, all the Topanga's bedroom. Actually, not a bad hiding place. Yeah. I feel like, wasn't Topanga's bedroom just another set that they repurposed for her bedroom? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought it was, but I could be wrong. It's just, it'd be a good hiding spot. It's true. I feel like Topanga's bedroom was just Corey's bathroom decorated different, but I could be wrong. No. Well, no, because there's only one door. Well, yeah, but you can, for a set, you can. No, you, you can't. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, 
Um, yes. But then he's like, and if I know Topanga, she probably didn't even call Animal Control. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Animal Control. And open the door, and it's Richard Karn. Richard Karn. From, you might know him from Family Feud, or you might know him from Home Improvement Mm -hmm. as Tim Taylor's right-hand man, Al Borland. Al Borland. Um, just the best. Sure. I can't say anything negative about the entire time he's on the screen. He is pretty great. He's very sassy, very sarcastic. He's like looking around. He's like, okay, let's have it. You got a pig. Hands on his hips, kind of pulls his jacket back. And I want him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or first he's like, by law, I'm required to show you my badge. And he holds up his wallet. And it's just his driver's license. Which Sean points out. And he's like, I'm an animal control. They don't give us badges. Yeah. And they're like, and they go, can you describe this pig? He's like, it looks like a great big lion. Oh, well, that's not our pig. Because we don't have a pig. Mm-hmm. Also, the Sean Hunter. Yeah, how'd you know? Brown hair, 5'5". Five five. Answers to the name Sean Hunter. He's good. Which is a perfect animal control thing of just like, it's a dog, answers to this name. I thought it was really good. It's a really funny little joke. <laughs> just tickled me. I enjoyed it too. This whole time. Um, clearly very overqualified animal control person. Yeah. And Corey is like, well... I, if you don't vacate my premises, I will call the animal control control people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, isn't that right, my dear Sean? That's right, my little Corey. In which case, little Corey comes down the stairs and Sean, trying to cover, just says, okay, who shaved the dog? Okay, who shaved the dog? <laughs> um, and Alan Rickman's like, oh, and he clips a lead. Who? You said Alan Rickman. <laughs> Sure. Severus Snape. It is. It's Alan Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. I am the animal control person. Uh, It's my mixture of Al Borland and whatever his real name is. Anyone caught harboring a pig will be held as equally guilty. (laughs) Don't lie to me. It works. Yeah. It works. I, you may have thought it was Richard Carn, but really it's Alan Rickman. <laughs> it's Alan Rickman. I don't see why not. I think uh, Richard Carn and Al Borland's name mixed in my mixed mind. Mixed together to make Alan Rickman. <laughs> to make Alan Rickman. Because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> anyway. After all this time, Always. still an animal control person after all this time? Always. The dough that he manifests with his Patronus mm-hmm. is the first animal, animal that he ever caught. Animal yeah, animal controlled. It's lovely. This is a beautiful <laughs> world that we're weaving here. This is better than real Harry Potter. I'm saying. Um, Alan Rickman. Come he on the show. He can't. I know. Okay. I was, I was wanting to not go there. It's sad. I'm sad now, and it's all your fault. We love you, Alan Rickman. Wish you could come on the show. Yeah. Al Borland can come on the show, though, because he's not dead. It's true. They thought he was. I thought he was. You thought he was. Um, but yes, he's like, he's I'm like, not in this to make break hearts. <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you what, if you keep this on the QT, I got a 20-foot boa in my truck that I can slip you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sean's like, oh, I don't know what to do with this information. I'll, I'll remember that. And he says, don't, I'll give you a few a moment to say goodbye. Don't try to run out the back door because I got a guy posted back there. Corey's like, do you really? He's like, I don't know. Do you feel lucky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, a Dirty Harry reference, and then Sean goes, like, bends down to talk to little Corey, and he's like, this isn't goodbye forever, I'm gonna find out where you go, I'm, I'm gonna come visit, I'm gonna come visit, and then he's like, here's looking at you, pig. 
Mm-hmm. So, but then Topanga walks in the door. Um, and the animal control guy's like, Topanga Lawrence, been dating Corey for two months. <laughs> I am way overqualified. Uh-huh. Which gives us a good piece of timeline. Mm-hmm. Two months here, which makes sense because we're like six, episode six. Yeah. So that's about a month and a half if it's every week. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of flowing mm-hmm. along. So Corey's many a blockbuster night that he talked about with Veronica Watson is a vast exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had some blockbuster nights as friends. Oh. Why? We did not consider that when we first We really didn't. But, you know, it's all about that vision and revision. Okay. Blockbuster nights before dating. Mm. All right, then. Uh, but then Topanga comes in, like we said, and says, You can't take this pig. I found its owner. Like I saw ad for missing pig who should walk in but it's mr turner yeah yeah acting as a farmer. as a farmer he's like yes i have a small farm outside the city and this little guy got away and then Uh, everyone's like really he belongs to my boy zed zed Zed. well also he's like or he's like they're all like really and he's like no i'm I'm noah and i'm got my arc outside and one pig short that's right no, I got my argument set. And he's like, well, you put your hands on your head. I'm taking you downtown. It's like, two can play this sarcasm game. Yeah, two can play the sarcasm game. He's like, all right, here's your pick. Uh-huh. And give my regards to Zed. And then he turns the, to He Sean. turns to, yeah, he says the offer's still good. Yeah, he's like boa. the 30, 30 foot boba. The offer's still good. But then he leaves. Turner gives the pig to Sean. And then he leaves. He does. He like right the after scene. the other guy. Yeah. Without the pig. <laughs> he supposedly came to recover. To do what? Ride on his motorcycle? Away? Did he give Topanga a ride here on his motorcycle? We've already established that they live very close. Yeah, they gotta live within walking distance. So they probably just walked. Okay. That has to be the case, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe Turner's just waiting outside for them to have a moment. Could be. He's if like, he's confronted by Al Borland again, he could say no. If he's confronted by Alan Rickman again. <laughs> Reveal your secrets. <laughs> What are the elements of a pig bath potion? Um, <laughs> I wish this could be real. Um, Al Borland, we love you. Come that's on kind of it yeah, for this. It. So we're going to cut back. This is going to be a long one because we're, we're still going. Um, we're going to cut back and talk about Eric's storyline, which isn't too many scenes. It's it's three it's, major scenes. It's wonderful, and I think it brings, up a good, it brings up a good discussion that I did want to talk about. Good. Um, I actually wanted to do this one first, or last, because I think there is a bit more meat to it as well, even if it is short. Uh-huh. Just no pig, no pig expertise. Yeah. I have no opera expertise. I, well, I mean, they're watching Carmen. I already know that, and I've seen Carmen twice. Oh, right. La-da, but why is Man, that Wagner? Uh, that's, it, it is in Carmen. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Really? Did he do Carmen? I don't know. Flight of the Valkyries? I don't know why the Wagner's in it, but I... Well, I know why Wagner's in it, because that song is in Carmen. But I don't know if it was made for Carmen, or if it adopted it. I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway. Carmen the singer? No, Who's not. in the house? JC. This is a road you don't want to go down. No. Don't. Because don't look it up. We will We will pick a fight. Yes. I don't want to pick a fight here. Um, a fight worth having. But not right now. Not right now. Not in this moment. Eric is... Well, so in the scene where Feeney is like, good, let's keep no farm yes. animals well, in. Well, the day is young. Yeah. And he walks off and Eric approaches him. He's like, Feeney, I've been thinking about my, I've been thinking about college and my life. And I've been looking at this book. And he gives it to Feeney. Mm-hmm. Girls of the Ivy League. Girls of the Ivy League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Feeney's just like, goodbye, Mr. Matthews. Have you ever heard of a school called Yale? Do you, do you mean Yale? 
Sure, whatever. He's like, I'll just say this right now. It's no party school. And Eric's like, uh, according to this here girl on a raft reading it's a, like physics a physics book. textbook. Yeah, rocks. Yeah. Um, he's like, how could a guy like me get into a school like Yale or something like that? And Mr. Feeney is like, oh, what does he say? Well, the way that it, or he's like, shouldn't you try to apply for a state school? Or a maybe pre-school. a preschool. But then he's like, Mr. Feeney, I'm going to ask you a question. I need a yes, yes or no or answer. No. Yes. How many people get into Yale each year? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just like a good beat there yes. where you just see Feeney like calculating in his mind what to say. And he just says, no. Yeah. He's like, no. And he's like, come on, Mr. Feeney. He's like, I couldn't, like, you will need more than your grades to get you into Yale. And Eric takes it just like, oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney playing some hardball. Got it. Gotcha. So I'm going to need to loosen these wheels a little bit. Yep. So we skip to uh, the scene after Corey talks to his parents where Eric uh, comes out to go talk to Mr. Feeney. And it's a good transition, actually, because Eric just kind of like... He walks down the stairs and he's like, I'm going to Yale. Yeah. I'm going to Yale. <laughs> yeah. Like, Corey's scene is over and he like walks down the stairs like, I'm going to Yale. I'm going to Yale. Mm-hmm. The parents make some snarky comment. Eric leaves the room. Uh, and then we pick up with Feeney out in the backyard. Yeah, so Eric walks up and he's like, oh, hey there, Mr. Feeney. He's like, oop, he drops an envelope. Oop, what's that? He's like, what did Eric drop? No, yeah, what did Eric drop? He's like, aren't you going to pick that up? Feeney's like, why? Why? Eric dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I love about this episode as i feel like this is our not first but our truest picture of the relationship between eric and feeny sure and i just feel like they have such a good relationship this may be our first like eric and feeny are friends yeah and it's just like i love it mm-hmm. just like this connection that they have and it's like we're not seeing feeny as a good teacher because we don't see him teaching but yeah, like, was like being that mentor and being like a friend and caring about his students mm-hmm. is is happening we see good stuff there. And yeah, Eric mm-hmm. picks up the tickets and he's like, like two tickets to the opera tomorrow night. Uh-huh. And Feeney's like, is this is this a bribe? No, this is me doing something nice for you. So hoping you would do something nice for me. Yep. And Feeney's like, you know what? I will do something nice for you. I'll pick you up at 7.30. And this is something I still say to this day when I like mishear somebody or someone says something that shocks me. Feeney say what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, something I still say to this day. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Feeney, say 7.30. So Feeney's taking him to the opera. Uh-huh. Heading off to the opera. It's going to be great. And so we get to the opera. And, and Eric is making paper plans. Yeah, he's not having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Feeney's talking to him, saying, like, this is... Like culture, and what if you meet a young woman, like the young woman on the raft, and you meet her, and she is interested in culture, like opera, and now you'll have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric considers it for a minute, but he's just like, ah, this kind of stuff is lost on me. Mm-hmm. Like earlier, he says something about all all he sees is three fat tenors going at it in uh-huh. Italian. Um, yeah, I'm fatter than you are. I'm fatter than you are. Yeah, and he's like, this kind of culture is just lost on me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, 
I appreciate you trying to get me into Yale. He's, He's like, like, I can't get you into Yale. I can't get you into a Yale sweatshirt. He's like, well, Mr. I'll take the tickets but not fulfill my part of the deal. He's like, my only obligation to you, Mr. Matthews, is being your friend and teacher. And then he tells him the stuff about the girl on the raft uh-huh. and like how he's trying to give him some culture. And Eric, Eric's just like, he's not having it. He's like, I, I appreciate what you're doing. I do, mm-hmm. but I'm out. And before we get to the turn here, it's kind of my question. Because I feel like Feeney, and this is kind of a classic idea of just like knowing about and being interested in something like opera, something very high culture is something that makes you a good person or like an interesting person. And like those are things that make like make you better if you know these things. I would say that Feeney is more talking about exposure. He's not even necessarily saying Eric needs to like opera. Well, like the other instances later that we get is the ballet and the Philharmonic, mm-hmm. and those are I feel like are very specific things. A very high class. Culture. Very high class, but like if a person's like they're very cultured, that's what you're thinking of. But like a monster truck rally is a culture. Sure. So it's just like this very almost like elitist view. But I see, I don't think the scene is trying to say that. Like Eric may say that because that may be his perception of culture. But I think Feeney is just talking about experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think those are bad things per mm-hmm. se. Um, but I still feel like the thing is just like these are the good experiences to have. And other experiences that you've even had in your life don't match this. Like if you're going to have something in common with the person, it's going to be this. Not, or in common with the person that might be worth having something in common with. It should be this, not any other aspect of life. See, that's just not how I read the scene. Because he he, did, he doesn't say that. He's like, what if she was interested in opera? Now you'd have something to talk about. And I mean, he does use like a person of culture. But mm-hmm. I think he's talking about like experience. I think I'm just culture. always hung up on that. Just like I that mean, idea of culture in quotation marks. You know me. I think playing a video game is cultured or like experiencing hide and go seek with your friends is cultured. I just think Mr. Vini, this is exactly how I think he would address the subject. What? Of just like culture. Like these fine things are culture. But Feeney also loves to camp. So? And I'm just saying. Drive cars fast. I'm just, that's true. He is very good at that because he drives fancy cars because he's a rich teacher. <laughs> all, those, <laughs> all those teacher millions. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know that the scene is necessarily saying that. I mean, it was Eric that procured the opera tickets. And if anybody could. It'd be Eric. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, but he does, they do have that discussion. And um, you, you could definitely read it as like, a girl at Yale would be interested in opera, not partying. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know is vastly untrue, but just look at Rory Gilmore. Just look at Rory freaking Gilmore buying a tree for twenty dollars like a monster. Yeah, just the worst. We hate Rory Gilmore. I'm saying Rory Gilmore is the true villain of Gilmore Girls. Throwing that out there, I can cite my sources. Don't you worry. Anyway, Eric turns to leave, and suddenly you hear the Wagner ride of ride the Valkyries. Of the Valkyries. The, Bum, 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 and Eric turns around like, hey, I know this. Mm-hmm. This is Bugs Bunny. Yeah, this is Bugs Bunny. I am fairly certain, if I am not mistaken, that that plays during the big sword fight of Carmen. Yeah, it sounds like a sword fight song. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I think when I think of Carmen, I always think of the... That is also in there. Like, that's part of Carmen. Yeah. 
if you want a easy and fun way to di- digest Carmen without having to know Italian, Hey Arnold has a great Carmen episode. Mm, good old Hey Arnold. Football head. Love that show. Uh, but it does. It has a great Carmen episode where they uh, go through the whole play, and it's very lovely. Good to know. So, Carmen. All right. Um, so then Eric's really into it, all that to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut. It's really just the tag at the end. Yeah, it's just the tag at the just end. Just the tag at the end where Eric's just like, bravo, encore, yeah. encore. I don't. I have never been to an opera. I have seen operas. Well, actually, that's not true. I've been to two operas. He's seen the Hey Arnold episode about Carmen. I've seen Carmen on video twice, and then I've been to two operas at OSU. So I guess I've been to a few operas. Yeah, but, but it's not like a concert. Yeah, I don't know what a seventh curtain call of an opera would be. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure. Yes, but apparently there's been lots of things, and Eric's just eating it all up. He's just like, yes, yes, I want more. Mr. Feeney, will you take me to the ballet, to the Philharmonic? Mm-hmm. Like, do all these things, because like, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. And... um. And he's like, well, I just want—I don't want to leave. And he's like, what's that? What's that fat lady doing down there? And then she starts singing, and Eric's just like, okay, let's go. Yep, uh, it's a not—it's not over till the fat lady sings joke. It's mm-hmm. very delightful. Uh huh. Just a just a pleasant little tag at the end. Tag at the end. Okay, that didn't take nearly as long as I thought it was. No. Going to. No, and I think your discussion of culture is good. I just like I said, I, I don't know. know if that's, yeah, maybe the episode's not making that point, but I just feel like any time that I come. In, Against this, my ears kind of perk up. It's yeah. like, this is a discussion of something that's not quite true. And there may be an implied, like, the Beavis and Butthead and Bugs Bunny you watch is not culture. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a lot of that with Minkus, like... Yeah. I'm a Connie Chung guy. No no more. Beavis and Butthead it is. Yeah. Um, which, maybe I will agree Beavis and Butthead wasn't culture, question mark. <laughs> anyway. You know, we've made enough enemies. <laughs> well, it's not like... Beavis and Butthead has this long-lasting following. That's true. It, it, I was going to start naming things that I wouldn't consider culture, and I don't think we need to really get into that. Because I've already established everything is culture. Any Disney Channel original show after the famous Judge Action is not culture. Oh no, we're going to be talking about one of those eventually. And that's most of them. I think Judge Jackson was like one of the first ones. I don't really believe that. I just that one so weird. The Jersey. I feel like those were pre because then it was like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens that like blew it up. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire was the bridge between that generation and the next generation. Mm -hmm. We don't need to talk about Disney Channel original shows. Someday we will. We'll get there. Um, I was just trying to think of something people would find contentious. People love the Zack and Cody boys. They're all right. People love them. One of them is a meadery owner now. Who knew? I didn't till just this moment. I'm assuming not the one in Riverdale. No, I think there's one one. of them still acting and the other one is like trying to build a mead empire. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So anyway, the Zack and Cody, I've never seen the show. It's all right. I maybe have seen an episode or so. I've watched, I think, all of them, which is, I guess I'm not ashamed to say. You, those Even in high school, I'd watch Disney Channel a lot, just because like my sister was younger, so it was on a lot, and then it's kind of good. Didn't Zach and Cody, weren't we in college? No, we were in high school. And then even like coming home from college and it'd be on or whatever. Huh. I have seen the scene a million times where Ashley Tisdale yells at Zach Afron about being an establishment puppet, and he's like, you're bleeding heart liberal, and then they kiss. I've seen that scene a bunch. Yeah, and that's just the way it goes. Two sides of the tracks falling for each other. Um, yeah, Disney Channel. You can be culture too. 
Yeah. Even if you were after Famous Jet Sometimes. Jackson. The Famous Jet Jackson. I feel like that's so Raven was when I feel like the channel turned again and it got a little bit more slapsticky. Sure. I mean, I, I that's where Raven is also is maybe the first Disney show I didn't watch. Mm, you like, got out at a good time. Yeah, because I, I did a lot of Ewan Stevens. I did a lot of... Uh, Lizzie McGuire. There was one more. What, is it Phil of the Future? Phil of the Future. That was just coming on. I think it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting premise. I don't. I can't think of a ben single Savage episode. made a uh, appearance in that show. Oh, just briefly. I yeah. I don't. I don't have any memories of any specific episodes. So maybe it was like just coming out when I was getting mm-hmm. out. Anyway, mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's a good episode. Um, not not a great episode, but a good episode. Um, I liked it better than the last two for sure. Um, I think we give it a 7.5. I could be persuaded to go as high as 8. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I had it really high, but I think I'm going to knock it down a tiny little bit just because oh. of our discussion. Um, but still, I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. Because I, I think... Boy Meets World is actually really good when it's at its most like absurd and Sean having a pig is just kind of a delightfully absurd premise. It, it is. If, if I liked Topanga more in the episode mm-hmm. I think that would really help. It would have it elevated out. it. It's like they needed someone to be a foil to Sean. Yeah. And they picked Topanga. And kind of to her detriment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was play to her strengths which has been true the whole season. But, but nothing. And she's been a nothing in this season. Exactly. They haven't played to any of her strengths. And when she's there it's like I said it because I was scared like yeah. what of me <laughs> of me of not getting back into that I'm not wearing hockey pants <laughs> if you were wondering when I tweeted out that as I was editing and one part made me laugh a lot that's the part I thought you said the Batman voice made you laugh oh I don't remember if I said that in my tweet but if you're listening and you saw that th- that's the moment that I just died laughing every single time what a lovely lovely singing voice anyway MVP? Um, I said Feeney. Mm, I said Richard Karn. I, I thought about Richard Karn. He's just not in it enough for me. I feel like he's in it nearly as much as Feeney. Feeney gets three scenes. I know, but the, he has a long scene. I just think he's so funny. If you can tell me what his name was. Oh, you can't either. I can't. I don't even know. They just said animal control. Actually, I think his name was Victor Sow. Because I thought, I, I remember taking note that his last name sounded like pig-like. Or Victor mm-hmm. Salman or something like that. Yeah. I think that was his name. Are we going to have to fight about this? No, it can be Victor Sow. Yes. We'll just call him Richard Karn. Alan Rickman <laughs> is <laughs> Alan, MVP. Alan Rickman MVP. Posthumously. <laughs> Um, and uh, what did you name it? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Boy Meets Sal. I just said Boy Meets Little Cory. Boy Meets Little Cory. It's good. We'll go with it. All right. I feel like I've been on fire in the names department lately. It was never a competition. I'm not saying it's a competition. I'm just saying I'm doing really good at it. I'm doing better than you at it. (laughs) Uh, if you guys are wondering, I just punched Cameron in the face. He liked it, but I'm not a Nazi. It's true. Cameron is not a Nazi. He has been a competition Nazi. I wouldn't say so. I'm just better. It's not a competition when you're just that much better. Shaking my head vigorously. He is. Very vigorously. Um, anyway, just want to remind everyone of what's going on right now, because this will come out still in December. Um, is this the third? This will be the second, because I forgot to put the thing on the first one. Wait, is this Christmas then? Will this one be This one out? will not. This one, next, the where I first introduced it will come out this week on the 10th. On the 10th. So this and then the 17th, 17th. And then the 24th. Ooh. Hey, we have a special guest that one is coming out on the 24th for. Yeah, next week. 
we'll have a special guest. Oh, yeah. our Christmas episode is going to be so special. How exciting. Get excited for a special guest. I'm excited. Um, it's a new special guest. Uh-huh. Never uh, before had. Uh, guests will be returning just in number uh, here soon. We've got quite a few lined mm-hmm. up. Yes, for some of the big exciting episodes of this season. And uh, we got some returning uh-huh. uh, a couple new. So yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be big. Um, so check that out. But just a reminder, those reviews on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. everyone we get still sitting at seven because I haven't we haven't officially released it yet this week. As of when we're recording, that'll come out. And from then, it'll seven and any after that. Mm-hmm. Above seven. There's a dollar to food and shelter for friends here in Norman, um, where Chance works, caring for the homeless community here in our fair city. Yes. Doing a little good. It'll be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I... Give us hundreds of reviews. Oh, dear. So Cameron has to take out a loan. Hopefully not. Um, I'll loan you the money, Cameron. I'm expecting some. 20 bucks? <laughs> Something, something around there. Um, whatever. We'll see. Thank you to Dizzy Parker for these for our theme song. Um, you can find the link to the video that that song comes from in the description of this episode. And from there, you can find all the other stuff that he does. Yeah. And uh, thank you to you for listening. Yeah. Um, if you haven't yet, follow us somewhere. Tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't pay for advertising or like promote posts or anything because like that. Because we don't have any money. Because we only have money to donate to Food and Shelter for Friends. Yeah. So the only way that people will ever hear about this show is if they're told about it from By someone you, like you, dear listener. So we don't we don't we don't promote that very often. We're we're pretty good. We we've already got way more listeners than we ever than thought we, we ever would. dreamed. Um. So that being said, we don't promote it very often. But you know, yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Why not? Um. Boy meets world. They're is, all just at home anyway. It's true. It's true. You should be. Things Listen to a podcast while you're doing a puzzle. You know, podcast listening actually goes way down. During yeah, because you don't have commute. Yeah, you don't have the commute, and now you're competing with Netflix when you wouldn't normally be. Mm, we're no match for Netflix. We're no match for Netflix. But anyway, yeah. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Um. And that's all I've got. All right. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long world. So long world. When this boy meets world. a pig will be held as equally guilty.